one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. It's Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Luke Combs, new music from Megan Maroney, and an interview with Zach Top. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of January 8th, 2024. This week's episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments. The candle line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. First up, congratulations are in order for John Party and his wife Summer, who announced their baby number two is on the way. The announcement is so cute. Make sure you head over to allcountrynews.com to check it out. Next up, I've got two heartwarming pieces of news for you. Jelly Roll is back at it again, being the absolute best and granted a terminally ill fan's wish. This story definitely got me all in my feels and I know it will for you too. Her name is Sharon, and her daughter took her to one of his local toy drive shows and was lucky enough to be able to talk to someone on Jelly Roll's team, and they were able to get her a backstage meet and greet. This one, again, gave me all the feels. And our next heartwarming piece of news is Zach Bryan celebrates his bachelor's degree with a surprise post-show ceremony. This is another one that made me super emotional. I'm sure that this has been an absolute dream of his. You can head over to allcountrynews.com to check out all of the footage from Jelly Roll and Zach Bryan. Again, make sure you grab a Kleenex. Now, a lot of us are stuck in pretty cold weather, and if you're dying for a chance to warm up, make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to take a peek into Jason and Brittany Aldean's luxury Turks and Caicos Beach Oasis. Toby Keith recently shared the story behind his legendary song, Should Have Been a Cowboy. Now, I was flabbergasted to hear this, but he actually wrote this song 20 minutes after Hunting Buddy was rejected at a bar. He said, I was still trying to finish up my first album and I went on a pheasant hunting trip to Dodge City, Kansas with about 20 knuckleheads. We got up there and the town was staged for the old Gunsmoke series, so it was intriguing to know that we were in a historic old west town. So I thought of Gunsmoke, that was on my mind. Then there was a guy that got up at our table and tried to dance with this girl in this steakhouse bar we were eating in. We were in hunting clothes, his name was John. He jumped up and his hunting clothes and ran over to grab this cowgirl to dance and she turned him down and on his way back to the table we were laughing and one of the guys hollers john you should have been a cowboy so he thought i'm going to write that and took his guitar sat on the side of his motel tub and shut the door so no one could hear him he said he didn't want to wake anyone up because he had an early hunt and he wrote it in about 20 minutes. I love getting to know artists behind the scenes, how they've written songs. Um, for those of you who are listening who are 
millennials and above, you probably remember pop-up video on VH1, which was this really cool show where you got to learn all these facts about artists and facts about the songs and the music videos. I'm hoping they decide to bring that back because that was the coolest show. But I think this story more now than ever means we all need to go back and listen to Should Have Been a Cowboy. Now, you know I can't make it through a whole episode without mentioning the new queen of country, Miss Lainey Wilson. And this one is also another really heartwarming story of the week. A 13-year-old girl by the name of Riley recently showed off her singing skills on TikTok and major country music stars were taking notice. She covered Lainey's Heart Like a Truck in an impromptu TikTok video that that has now gone viral with over 2 million likes and over 45,000 comments. This girl has got some serious talent and it would not surprise me in a couple of years if I'm talking about her again on this podcast. Make sure you head over to allcountrynews.com to check it out. Not only was Lainey blown away, but others like Jelly Roll and even Morgan Wallen commented on it. So special to see. So cool. You know, who knows? I said a couple years. Could be like a month from now we're talking about her and she has a record deal. I love TikTok for that reason. It's a really cool way to discover new artists and for artists to get discovered. If you haven't yet, make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to check out our favorite albums of 2023. There are so many special ones on there. And as if that wasn't already exciting enough, we've also got a list of songs that are turning 20 years old in 2024, and you will absolutely not believe some of these. Makes me feel super old. So if you want to feel that way too, again, make sure you head over to allcountrynews.com now to check both of those lists out. And I have to end the news portion of this show with some really exciting news. Luke Combs teased a new song called Plant a Seed, and he calls it a dad song, but honestly, it's perfection. And if you haven't yet, make sure you head over to his socials now to check it out. I, for one, cannot wait to hear more dad songs from this guy in the future. Let's get to some new music this week. Have to kick things off with one of my favorite girls in country right now, and that is Megan Maroney. She just put her own spin on Chris Stapleton's What Are You Listening To? And it, of course, is out of this world. You know, I would love to see those two collaborate. I think she has the right kind of voice for it. So hopefully from this, we'll see it in the near future. But this is me telling you, this is your must listen for the week. Trey Lewis offers up a clever new love track with his new single, Pretty Hungover. And this song is basically just saying that special someone looks good all the time, no matter if they're dressed up, full face and makeup or hanging out in their sweats. And that is a message that I know we all love to hear. Randall King new track, Could Have Been Love, is another must-listen for the week. I am absolutely living for this one. It's taking us back to those traditional country honky-tonk roots. I mean, you're going to be dancing around to this one, and you're going to want to have it on repeat. So make sure you add this one to your weekly playlist. It's so fun. Next up, we have Adam Doliak, who's kicking off the year with a heartwarming new tune titled Ain't She, and this this is a beautiful love song. Basically, it's just saying how 
life feels right with this person and you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because they're in your life and make you feel that way. It's super beautiful. I'm a huge fan of this guy. I think he has such an incredible voice and his vocal really shines through on this track. Make sure you check it out. Next up, we have sister duo Tiger Lily Gold's new track, I Tried a Ring On, and it's gonna tug at all of your heartstrings. I absolutely adore these girls, and I definitely think they're gonna go far in the country music world. Make sure you check this track out, but also check out the rest of their catalog. Grand Barnum released a catchy new track. It's titled Lights On, Nobody's Home, and it'll definitely have you up and moving. Another really fun song for the week. Sam Barber is giving us all a taste of what it's like to see him live with his new live EP 001 which is out now and I for one love it. If you know me at all you know I'm a sucker for a live recording and this is top notch. This next artist you might know him from the show Nashville or from his newer series The Outer Banks on Netflix but you definitely know him. He is literally impossible not to love. It's Charles Esten, and he is giving us two new tracks this week, Make You Happy and When Love Ain't Love. And it's just such an incredible look into his new album, which is titled Love Ain't Pretty. I mean, does anyone not have a crush on this man? He is just so spectacular. Both tracks different, but equally as fabulous. Make sure you check them both out. Gabby Barrett is finally back with her new track, You Are My Texas, which is an homage to her husband, Cade. I have a feeling this is going to be like one of everybody's favorite love songs, and I'm sure we'll be climbing up the charts knowing Gabby, another must-listen for the week. Josh Abbott Band released their new track, She'll Always Be, and it is a picture of true love and free spirit, and I love these guys. I think they are more on the folk side of country, which is a total sweet spot for me, so if that is what you love, you are definitely going to want to check this one out. Jason Benoit tells tales of the journey of a troubled soul in his new single, 25 to Life. He is giving us the reason why people love country music so much and it is the writing the stories that we all know and love this one is super great make sure you check it out you can listen to all the new music out this month on our all country news spotify playlist next we need to talk about our video of the week video of the week this week's video is dylan scott covering keith whitley's don't close your eyes for the cmt campfire sessions this one's gonna blow you away i am so glad that cmt are doing these they always pick the best artists the best songs always knock it out of the park dylan absolutely slays this cover you're gonna want to watch it over and over again you can go check out the video on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media so excited to throw it over to bobby dixon and zach top i wanted to chat with you about your love of george Strait because i also have a love of george Strait and a george Strait tattoo so i feel Uh, like you're wrong if you don't love him and I i love that your love goes so deep that you got a tattoo I ain't I even do. that hardcore. <laughs> so talk to me about your love of George Strait and which sleeper George Strait song you enjoy the most. Mm, those are nice questions. Um, my love of 
George Strait started very early on. My folks had him playing at the house all the time. Uh, that was kind of the first one that, you know, they played all the old classic country stuff. So I, I grew up on all that stuff, but that was the first thing that kind of, I'm not even talking into this microphone. I don't, I was like leaning over. I am. I am. That's yes. my bad. My bad. They're recording me over here. Okay. Um, I almost put the kibosh on the whole thing there. Anyway, George Strait, uh, loved him for a long time. I always thought he looked cool in a cowboy hat and holding a guitar. And uh, he recorded some damn fine songs that made me feel things even as a young child. So that was uh, I the first song I ever asked to learn how to play from my guitar teacher when I took my first lesson at five years old. Uh, I said Amarillo by Morning was the first song I wanted to learn. So that's not much of a sleeper. That's, you know, but that was just the first thing that jumped out to me. So um, she said, that's a nice thought. Maybe we can start with Jesus loves me and we'll work our way up to that. Um, so that was kind of funny. But anyways, uh, if I had a sleeper, he, I'm trying to remember which record it was. It was the later thing. I want to say it was the, I got a car, uh, uh, that wasn't the title of it, but you know which one I'm talking about. I got a car, dude. I'm not a singer. Yeah. I'm not going to say. Yeah, no, don't, don't I, that sounded perfect. About. That sounded perfect. Um, oh, Love is Everything is yeah. the title of the record. Um, he's got a song on there called Sitting on the Fence that I think is phenomenal and <clears throat> was just, you know, a sleeper album track. I love it. So our fans are also very excited about the new addition that you have to your brand, uh, your mustache. So oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's very on brand right now, but you know, we are looking at your baby faced Opry debut photos yeah. and how you got this, the stash. So is yeah. this staying? People were concerned yeah. that you were going to get rid of the stash. No stash is here to stay. I've been trying to, I had a stash while before I did that Opry photo that I, I was, I struggled with it for a lot of years. It still don't look great. I haven't doctored it so much in the photos. When you actually get to meet me and come up close to my face, you'll ask, oh, God, it looks really patchy and thin. It doesn't look that way in the pictures. <laughs> Pardon me. But anyways, um, no, Stash is here to stay. I've just been working on it as long as I uh, as long as I've been able to grow hair on my face, which is not much. Um, that it's it finally like in the last year and a half, I guess it's been here steady. I like it. I like it. No, I think it's very yeah. on brand. Before but that, our- it kept on, I'd grow it out a little bit and then it, it just looked bad and then I'd shave it back off. Yeah. It just, I couldn't stick with it. Finally got good enough, acceptable enough that I'll, uh, I'll stick with it from now on. I don't think it's going anywhere. I love it. So, uh, you were just at the NFR. I was just at the NFR. I'm a tad, oh, you were. A tad bummed that we missed each other, but I'm telling uh, you, people want to know how to choose a good cowboy hat. I got my Stetson sitting right next to me right go. here, but for people that don't know, how do you go about choosing a good cowboy hat? Well, I don't know much about it. Um, obviously you've got your different qualities of, uh, fur or animal that you're getting it from this is a beaver hat and you know like your lowest level is going to be a a wool hat those they can look good the challenge with those is they start to break down they get a little floppy to where they won't hold a shape uh all that well that's the biggest thing to me is something that'll hold a shape and when you get a higher quality hat you can reshape it 
Like, yeah. so this thing will get, you know, it gets beat up a little bit, you know, over the course of the year, over the felt season before I switch to straw for the summer. Um, it'll get a little beat up and then by, I'll set it in a box and it'll sit there till I get it back out in the fall again. And when you get it back out, you know, it's lost a little of its luster. You need to clean it up. You need to reshape it. Cheaper hats. You can't, uh, it, the more you reshape them, the more they're just going to lose a little of their stiffness and be able to hold that shape. So that's kind of, that's my biggest thing outside of that. It's just kind of, I mean, what color you want. I just, love it. I love I'd it. Like I know. To, I spent yeah. way too much money at Cowboy Christmas. So Merry yeah. Christmas to me. Um, yeah, that's good. I love, but I also love your hometown. I looked it up. I feel like Sunnyside, Washington sounds like the most idyllic place to grow up. So how do you feel like They've growing got you up? fooled. Really? It's, it's a good name for it. No, it really it's it was a good it was a good hometown. I I, I love growing up there. I've I've only fond memories, but it is kind of a uh I don't think it's all that appealing of a town. It's in the Yakima Valley down there. It's just a dairy farm town. It smells like silage and cow manure and uh you know, which so if you're like into that thing, up. I'm into that thing. Yeah, the name's just a cover up then. Pretty much. Yeah. It's but- I mean, yeah. I love that. But I know that you grew up you know, ranching and doing all that stuff. How do you feel like that has really helped you to cultivate, you know, where you're coming at from your career and the kind of sound that you're putting behind your music? Yeah. Yeah. So I would start by saying growing up ranching is a little bit of a stretch on that. I did grow up on a farm. I've been on the back of a horse many, many times. And every now and then I can catch a head on a steer. Uh, I would, I would not call myself a cowboy by any stretch of the imagination. I did buy my hat before I got to Nashville. So okay. uh, there's, you know, we have, we have a small degree of authenticity, but um, no, we, you know, we grew up around animals and stuff and, and uh, me and my sister, we, we tried to break these little colts when we were about seven years old or something. So, you know, we were running around buckaroo in a little bit and, I'm surprised we didn't get hurt worse than we did. But I, I do think that growing up in that way of life, um, it goes hand in hand with uh, with country music. It's because it's kind of. I think there's an interesting thing about the if you want to call it like the cowboy way of life It to everyone outside of it, it looks, you know, to steal a word from you, idyllic. It looks like it's, you know, you're riding on a ridge in the sunset and uh you know gathering cows there there's a lot of it that's pretty ugly and that you don't you know that's not very fun and so and i think there's something about country music that speaks to that sort of a thing i think a lot of music is party music uh well and not i'm i'm not uh i won't talk negative about anything else i would say that country music i think something that makes country music special to me is how it does spend a lot of time talking about real things, real life stuff. That's not all that fun. Obviously we got our fair share of hold your beer in there and, yep. you know, holler along and dance on a Friday night. We need that because people want that, but it also country music can meet you wherever you're at. It don't, you know, it don't matter how low or how dark it gets. There's a song for you that speaks to you. And so I feel like there's, I don't know. Those two things kind of go hand in hand a little bit to me where it's kind of like, it ain't all sunshine and roses here. We got our good times and there's the things to to love about it and whatnot. But also it's there for you um, when you just need to be real too. Yeah. I know. That uh, I think that was a rambling that. answer. No, Hopefully Hey, I'm all sense. about it. I'm all about it. When I was five years old, I was singing cold day in July and had no idea what the hell yeah. I was talking about. There you so, go. 
I'm there. But exactly. You know, when I was that age, my mom was forcing me to go to piano lessons and swim team. But you were in a bluegrass band with your siblings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. my mom was forcing me to go to piano lessons, too. Um, the the guitar lessons, she didn't have to fight me on the piano lessons. I kicked and screamed the whole way uh, for whatever reason. I wish I would have applied myself now. But, yeah. Um, but yes, we had I got a little brother and two older sisters. We uh, we had a little family bluegrass band, ran around to all the open mics and Grange halls that dad could get us signed up at. Um, I think we played our first show when I was seven, I believe. Um, we opened up for the, there was a Patsy Klein musical they did at Sunnyside high school. And I believe we went down there and we played our little 30 minutes or whatever it was. Uh, a fella, a good family friend of ours was the one that asked us to do the show. And it's so funny. He loves telling the story. He called my dad and he said, Hey, John, uh, I know the, the kid's been uh, playing some music. Would they have any interest in opening the show? And dad said, well, Randy, you're going to have to ask them. I can't answer for him. And so he put me on the phone and I said, yeah, we, we'd love to do the show. When is it? He said, oh, it's a couple months from now. And I said, oh, that's great. By then we're going to know some songs. And so the rest is history. <laughs> We learned some songs and we've been playing shows ever since. Oh my gosh. I love it. When was the moment for you, you know, I guess you can kind of say a catalyst that you realized this was more than just something fun you could do with your siblings and learn some songs and play at your local high yeah, school. Yeah. Was there a moment for you where you're like, oh, wow, like maybe I can actually do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. I think like I've known forever, like I feel like this is what I was born to do and I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. But like you said, like I think for a long time, it was a bit of a pipe dream thing that was like, yeah, someday I'll move to Nashville. Someday I'll do it for a living. You know, we'll see. It'll work out. And I think it was 20, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, a fellow named Daryl Singletary uh, passed away. If you remember him, um, I thought he was a phenomenal singer. I was a big fan of him. I put up a video of uh, his song, Spilled Whiskey, uh, the day that he died. And that thing kind of took off for me a little bit. Uh, and I got contacted by a fellow named Carson Chamberlain, who's my producer and my uh, songwriting partner on, you know, among thirds as well, but on all these songs that we've been putting out. Um, and he was kind of the first, uh, the first guy to come along that really meant something to me that was like, Oh gosh, no, like this could really be for real. If this guy thinks he might want to work with me, then maybe we got something going here. So that was, yeah, that was 2019. I had recently dropped out of college and I was at the time I was just working construction, wanting to save money to move to Nashville. Uh, but you know, didn't have any direction, didn't know how I was going to do that or what the hell I was going to do when I got there. It, you know, it was all just, uh, flying by the seat of my pants a little bit. And when he came along, that was finally like, oh, dang, now we got something. You know, for one thing is <laughs> I told my folks that summer before I was quitting school, which obviously they were thrilled about. They thought that was a really <laughs> wise decision. Uh, yeah, you should go be a musician for a living. That'll be smart. Um, <laughs> but, you know, then like him coming along and it's like, no, look, this is the guy that like, and here's all the things he's, here's all the number one songs he's a co-writer on. Here's the hit records he's produced. Like, this guy wants to work with me. And, you know, cause I think they knew I was good. It's, you know, it's not, uh, I don't think they were 
oblivious to that, but still just kind of like an old school mentality of like, yeah, but you're not going to play music for a living. Go get a real job. And then, you know, him coming along, I legitimized it to me, legitimized it to my family, you know, kind of made it feel like, oh, gosh, maybe we could actually do this. It sounds like the Bill Ingvall, there's your sign kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That type of thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you moved to Nashville, you know, in 2021. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a little bit. Now, yep. next year is going to be hella busy for you. But before we yeah. dive into that, um, you got a seal of approval from Mr. Luke Combs. How how did that feel? I mean, there one is one of my favorite songs of this past year. You know what I mean? It's Thank you. so classic. And I was like, who is this guy? And then Thank I'm like, oh, so we can do the whole legitimacy thing. I'm like, he has a hat. I don't know if that was pre-Nashville or post-Nashville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we have learned that it was pre. But you know what? Talk to me about the decision to put that song out. I mean, it blew up on social media and then kind of getting you. a seal of approval from another guy that kind of has humble roots and did it in a similar yeah. way you did. Yeah, absolutely. That was, we, it's so funny. That was the first, I tell this story and I stretch the truth a little bit. When I introduced this song on stage, I say it, this was the first and last song I ever wrote on Zoom when they, you know, made a shutdown or whatever for the pandemic. Uh, they, they said we weren't supposed to be getting together and writing uh, together or whatnot. We were still doing it. So uh, go ahead and lock me up if you want to. But um, anyway, there was at one point we had a bad snowstorm and I couldn't get to town um, and had a right schedule that day. So I had to learn what Zoom was and what the Internet was and what computers was and all that good stuff. So uh, we wrote a song on Zoom. It was terrible. It's it's a miserable thing to write on just because, you know, the latency, the the delay or whatever it's you can't feed off each other you can't play along with one another it's a lot of email and lyric ideas back and forth to each other and kind of now wait what was that i missed that fourth word in there you know it's it's goofy it's not a good way to write songs but anyway somehow stumbled on this thing uh wrote it with white mccubbin and, and carson chamberlain um and we knew as soon as we were done with it that it was something kind of special um and knew that that was going to be you know, we hadn't recorded any stuff yet, but knew the first time we were going to go in to record, that was, you know, right there at the top of the list, one of the first things we were going to do. Um, so I've been excited about this song ever since we wrote it. And it feels like uh, feels like one of those kind of generational type of love songs to me. You know, I'm and not trying to toot my own horn or something, but just somehow stumbled on something that just feels like it'll stand the test of time. That sort of, you know, Mark Wills, wish you were here type of thing or, you know, big old, big old power love ballad type of thing. So I've been excited about this song ever since uh, it was birthed, I guess you could say. And uh, I still love playing it every night on shows and really thankful that other people uh, feel like they've connected with it. It's so fun seeing all the stories, you know, people send me, they use it in their wedding and they used it as their first dance or put it to their wedding video or whatever it is. I love seeing that stuff. And it, it means a lot to me that folks connect with that song and, and love it enough to use it, you know, for a special day like that and to kind of, have as a bit of a symbolic, you know, thing in their relationship or something. I think it's really cool. I love that. And I was going to bring that up. This is what my cousins are using next. I summer. love it. Oh, they're like, oh, that's killer. About it. Um, that's awesome. Well, tell them thank you for me. I will. You also don't strike me as a numbers guy that you don't really care about the numbers. It's, it's a bonus for you, but yeah. have the numbers surprised you, you know, just your streaming numbers, your TikTok numbers, TikTok TikTok wasn't even a thing yeah. a couple of years ago. So that's why yeah, I yeah. even bring up. 
But, you know, what has surprised you the most about the fan response? I know you touched on people are using you know, stuff for their special days, so I'm sure that's yeah. an honor. But beyond yeah. that, has anything else kind of stood out to you about fan response? Um, It's funny that you bring that up. I am not a big numbers guy. I think that's like Nashville got off track, I think, and country music did for a while to where it just like we got too focused on like, how commercial it was and how, like, if this is working, then, Oh, we all need to be doing that. And the music gets homogenized and it kind of gets, you know, watered down a little bit in my experience, in my opinion. And, uh, and so I think it's fun that you're getting some kind of wild card, different things coming in, like, you know, Zach Bryan or Tyler Childers alongside stuff like Morgan Wallen and stuff, you know, that's just like, okay, we got some variety back in, you know, a little spice of life coming back. And, um, and I hope there's, you know, a place for me somewhere <laughs> up there with them top dogs at some point. But um, I, I think it's all about soul to me. It's song, good songs that make you feel something. And, you know, the music obviously needs to be commercially uh, appealing. It needs to sound good and whatnot. But um, I think it's it is interesting. I've never been all that worried about that. But obviously, at some point, you need to see some type of numbers, uh, you know, to to make it worth keeping on doing, I can't go play shows for empty rooms every night. Yeah, yeah. Don't matter how much soul I feel in my songs. So, you know, you need people to be connecting with it. Um, I do think I love that, that old Luke Combs song. The, I'd still be doing this if I wasn't doing this. You know, I feel I connect with that a lot where it's like, I couldn't do anything else. I don't think so. I'm lucky folks are listening and they <laughs> seem to enjoy it. If not, maybe I would just be playing to a dark, empty room, but um <laughs> No, but it, it really, I'm really grateful that, uh, that people have been connecting with it. Um, with all the music, it's funny. Bad luck was a surprise one to me. I always thought there's the sun would be a big old smash hit and bad luck. When we recorded that, that to me felt like a song that was like, I think this is going to be like my favorite song on the record. And it's going to be kind of a sleeper that other people don't pay a ton of attention to. And it's funny seeing how much that one has just blown up. That's, you know, when we play live shows and stuff, that's the biggest pop we get uh, in the show is for that one. And um, so that's fun. I, uh, I guess it's, it's interesting. It's, it feels a little daunting putting that type of stuff out. Obviously my song, my songs are not uh, sonically similar to a lot of what is, hot right now and so you gotta throw it out there and you hope and you wonder and uh i feel very thankful that people have you know morgan wallen fans or bailey zimmerman fans or whoever it is also hear zach top and it's like oh yeah i can dig that too and so it, it's been really gratifying and and uh very thankful for yeah how many people are listening to the music it blows my mind that you know you can look at your little spotify for artists thing or something on your phone and it's like 200 people are listening to my songs right now no yeah. kidding that's kind of wild yeah you know so, but yeah i definitely feel like the pendulum swings though you know what i mean i'm yes, a little bit 100%. older than you and the stuff that you're putting out i feel like the whole reason is that it's doing so well is it's nostalgic for old memas like me and it's new for some kids that kind of grew up in that era where everything was a little bit overproduced. 100%. But I also want to talk to you that you are no longer going to be playing dark rooms of empty people. <laughs> um, you are going to be hella busy next year. But my main yes, question is, is Lainey Wilson for this, this tour, you know, has all these crazy outfits and bell bottoms and signature yeah. stuff. What signature outfits do you plan on bringing on tour? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to be talking about Lanny Wilson once they start seeing my outfits. They're going to forget about bell-bottom country or whatever kind of, you know. And and I got my own booty to bring along, too. I know people talk about that some, and I want to – I will not be upstaged by Miss Lanny Wilson. Um <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That's like the best answer I think I've ever gotten. But you talk to me about being on these tours. I mean, I know yeah. you got a couple of dates with my guys, brothers Osborne. Yeah. Playing every festival under the sun. And you're yeah. doing Laney. I mean, yeah. what a huge year for you. What are you yes. most excited about? I feel like this is such a great opportunity for you just to kind of throw darts at the wall and see what sticks yeah. and really do do you. So chat with me a little bit about what you're excited about. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited to get on with the, you know, it's, it, it would be cool to be on any big tour, but as far as Lainey goes, like I really do, I respect her so much, uh, just as an artist and as a person, uh, you know, just being a genuine real gal and super freaking talented and awesome entertainer. So it, I couldn't think of anybody that I'd rather be going out on tour with, uh, at this point, you know, as far as people that's up there, top dogs right now. So really thankful for that. Glad that she took a little shine to my music and excited to be getting to know, know, uh, easy for you to say, getting to know her better and, uh, and developing that relationship a little bit. Hopefully we can get some duets coming or some yeah. song rides or whatever, you know, hopefully something that the fans will appreciate. But anyways, um, I, obviously it's, it'll be fun to be playing to bigger rooms. That's exciting. Um, but I do think that probably the thing I'm most excited about it, it's as far as artists out there right now, I think she, you know, might be my very favorite. Um, that's there. So I, I think it'll be cool to, it's going to be a fun lineup, uh, a really country lineup. Um, yeah which is going to be cool. I like being attached to that great tour name. She, everything about her, she'd like, she's an artist artist where she has uh, the, the whole image, the branding, the marketing of it, the, and the music and the talent also is obviously there too. So I'm a huge fan of her. I'll try and act cool around her, I guess, but um, I, I know I fan. took my dad to meet her and my dad about, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But I know you have also teased some new tunes. I also wanted yes, to comment that my comment on that post has the highest number of likes. I said, which Sam. one was it? So you teased it's your little jukebox, little radio thing. Oh, yeah. 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 And I commented, Santa must have already read my Christmas list. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Most I saw likes that. on there. That was me. <laughs> I love it. That's killer. So without it. getting in trouble, what are you excited about? Clearly, we got some new original music from you next year. You know, so yep. without, like I said, without getting yeah. yourself in trouble, what can you tell us about new music next year? Oh, yeah. They, they can't get me in trouble. I'm the one that gets people in trouble. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm looking at my <laughs> the head of my label over there outside the window. <laughs> she scares me. I, yeah. I wouldn't actually say that if she could hear me. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there she's looking at me. I think they can hear me, actually. Dang it. Um, no, we uh, yeah, we got single coming January 8th. Very excited about that. Old sounds like the radio. Um, excited to get on country radio. Um, that's very important to me. And uh yeah just i think that's gonna be amazing it's one thing to kind of it's it's something different to kind of get your music past the gatekeepers you know when you can just you can always throw it out on spotify and it's amazing that people have connected with it and as many people have listened to it as they as have already um and then when you get to country radio you gotta you know jump through a whole bunch more hoops and 
a lot of people need to believe in you to make that happen. So that's a very exciting thing for me. It feels like another little kind of stamp of approval that's uh, coming along. So that'll be very, very exciting. And then another, we'll have a full length uh, record, 12 tracks coming. uh, I believe it's the month of April. We don't have a date actually set on that, but that'll be coming. We'll get some kind of album release party or show or something going around that and got lots of, Lots of fun, and that won't be the last music coming out for us for the year. I'll say that. This week's episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments, the candle line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. Good Sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.